I'm woken by the ripe, humid, warm air. It blankets me in its wet embrace. A cool breeze penetrates through the sheets and breaks past the fibers with bursts of vigor. I drag myself from the damp sheets, falling off the bed in a haggard slump, grudgingly, one leg dragging the other till I find my shower. I start a cool shower to wash some of this gross feeling away. The lather of the soap fills the air with an energetic fragrance of mint and berry. I'll admit it did give me a little boost of optimism. I could hear tapping in the living room. I wrap up in a towel and go check it out. The closer I got to the living room, the louder it got. It resembled mischievous kids throwing pine cones at my house, just without all the childish giggling and guffaws. Or maybe even the pelting of icy hail when it starts slapping the windows on a dark gray day. When I finally came around the corner, I was floored by what I saw. My window was full of bugs, cicadas to be exact, all peering in with their shiny beady red eyes and shaking their tumbles to an aggressive vibrating rhythm, bodies bouncing against the glass like they were trying to break in. I've never seen so many at once. I went to the kitchen and the windows were littered with cicadas, just like the living room. It was scary at first, but after a few hours they all left and continued crawling up the pine trees outside. I guess it's just the time of year for them to start sprouting all their creepy little heads. I started up some coffee to help me catch up on my late day. I meant to get yard work done before five, but I'd be lucky to be done by eight. Well, I better get started then. With foreboding reluctance, I head down to the basement for tools. I really need to change that bulb. This basement never fails to give me this creeps. I grab my shovel and- <coughs> Damn spider. This house is going to give me a freaking heart attack. I continue to grab my garden shears and start walking upstairs, but a strange sound grabs my attention as I walk up the staircase. I focus my eyes into the darkness, trying to peer deeper. The flickering light is bringing something to shape. Huh, who could that be? I click the light and head back upstairs. I head to the front door and take a peep through the peephole. It's my neighbor, Steven. Hey, Jennifer, I just won these Bob Vampire tickets off a radio talk show contest, and you have to come with. What is a Bob Vampire? Not what, Jen, but who? These guys are supposed to be up and coming in the industrial scene. I kind of doubt a name like Bob Vampire sends the industrial scene trembling. Do you, Steven? Honestly, I don't know. I don't really know anything about these guys, but hey, free show. I just thought I'd extend the spoils your way. Honestly, I wish I could, but... But you're busy. No, Steven, listen. I really am. Look at this yard. It's a mess. Hey. Yeah? If you weren't too busy, would you be willing to help me out with some yard work? The bugs are a bit unruly, but it's a somewhat nice day. Oh. Um, pass. I get it. Not your plan of a good time. It's not that. It's okay, Steven. I get it. It's the bugs. What? Yeah. 
I can still see them crawling up your tree, and it gives me the creeps. I guess you would call it a phobia of mine. Oh, I never knew, but yes, that's the main part of the reason I'm trying to trim these trees down. I swear the cicadas have been crawling from dirt for days now. I thought it was once every 17 years. I guess I was off a bit. Great talk. Hey, it was good catching up. I gotta tend to some things. You should drop by my place sometime. We can have lunch and pick each other's brains a bit more. Leave the bugs. Just kidding. Kinda. Okay, I'll have to take you up on your offer sometime. Bye, Steven. Way to go, Jen. You sabotaged another. I'm sure he thinks I'm a weirdo now. Let's tell a neighbor with a phobia of bugs all about the marvels of the cicada. Nice. I grab my shovel and start digging out the plants I wanted to move. These sunflowers did great here, but I think they would get much better TLC if I moved them away from all these vine-ridden trees. Speaking of, I have to take care of that one tree riding so close to my house. It's probably the culprit of my cicada outbreak. I pull my axe from the tree stump and walk to the tree. On the way, I notice someone off in the woods. He looks kind of like a hiker with a hoodie, but it was hard to tell. So many people pop in and out of these woods that it didn't strike me as unusual except for how dead still he was. It gave me the vibe I was being scanned. <laughs> Get a grip, Jen. He may have just spaced out. Okay, old friend. Today's your lucky day. The tree had this eerie, dark feeling about it. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it really weirded me out to say the least. I made my first swing into the tree, and the axe head gets buried in the tree with little to no resistance. The impact caused a strange tongue from within the tree. I rip the axe from the tree trunk, and out falls a mound of rattling cicadas. The tree was completely infested by them, and they were mad I disturbed them. I felt many of them charge at me. From the hole in the trunk spewed hundreds of them. Each one hitting me felt like a small stone. I had no choice but to run inside as fast as I could. I went to the bathroom to clean myself up and noticed that I was riddled in bruises. I rubbed a soothing balm to help with the soreness. I've never seen cicadas that aggressive before. I can't get their pissed off sounds out of my head. It was like a band of mad musicians all throwing loud shaking instruments at me. I'll take that as a sign to whip out the Merlot and call it a day. I make a call for some Chinese takeout and pop open my bottle for some much-needed couch time. As I flip through the TV channels, I notice a strange sound coming from the roof. It sounded like a raccoon or maybe something bigger? I turn the TV off to just listen to the sound. There was definitely something up there. The patter starts from on top of me, then spans off to the further side of the house. What is... I chug my glass in a desperate attempt to absorb some liquid courage before cautiously and slowly walking to the door. When I creep to the front door, I could hear someone outside. I peer into the peephole and see that no one is there. I open the door and notice some shaking in the bushes. Hello? The bushes go still. A creeping feeling crawls up my spine. I grab the little slugger I cleat by the front door and walk a few steps closer. Look, I have a bat. Just leave and no one has to get a home run tonight, okay? The bushes remain still and silent. Asshole, this is your last warning. 
I'm startled from the sound of a twig snapping and I swing my bat as hard as I can behind me, just barely missing the head of... Steven. Whoa, Babe Ruth, settle down. Shit. I'm so sorry, Steven. It's been a weird night. I think a few kids thought it would add a bit more edge to their night if they scared the living shit out of me. I see. Well, I'm sure that bat did a trick at scaring them off. It got my attention, at least. So, I was just swinging by to let you know the show wasn't that good, so I ran off a bit early to see what you were up to. Aside from chasing off kids and getting chased by bugs? Your face. Are you okay? My! Oh! Yes. A little gift from the tree in the back. Apparently it was full of angry bugs not quite ready to leave. Oh wow, they really gave you a beating. Did they take your money too? Come on, Jen. Just invite him in for a casual drink. Just invite him in for a casual drink. My mind is practically screaming to offer him a glass of wine. Just do it! Very funny. Hey, I was just about to boil up some water for coffee if you wanted to stick around for a bit. Coffee sounds great. Sure. Thanks, Jen. Damn it. Close enough, I guess. I let him in and walk to the kitchen to start the kettle. Just make yourself at home. I'll only be a second. Steven starts the playlist on the stereo. I turn the dial of the burner and place the water pot. I walk back into the living room and notice that Steven is gone. Maybe he's in the washroom? I sit at the couch and scroll through the crap book while I wait. He's taking a long time in there, probably paying for something he ate at the Bob Zombie Show or whatever it was called. Gross. I notice a sound coming from the basement. It was faint, but loud enough to get my attention. I walk over to check. Hello? Steven? No response, but I can somewhat make out this vibrating hum. What is that? The sound slowly but gradually intensifies. Hey! Steven, you asshole! What? I was just wondering why you were staring down those stairs like that. It was nothing. Where were you anyway? I said make yourself at home, not play hide and seek all night. Yeah, sorry. A bit TMI, but the wings didn't sit too well with me. Figured. The kettle starts boiling. Hey, let me get that. I think you did enough for one day. Really? Thanks, Stephen. I'll be in the living room. I sit at the couch for only a moment before Stephen comes in with steaming cups of joe. Well, well, well. Who let the gentleman in? My lady, your cup. You're too kind for a cornball. We click glasses and sip the brown steaming liquid. You have a really nice place. It's really cozy. Have you been alone here the whole time? Yeah, I've always been kind of that way, I suppose. A lone wolf, huh? Bingo. <sighs> Speaking of, I think I'm going to shut down for the night. Do you mind letting yourself out, Stephen? I do mind, actually. He skits up from the couch and sits startlingly close, looking at me with a shifting look from friendly to a cold, lifeless stare. Look, Stephen, I gotta... My statement was interrupted when I noticed my body was becoming harder to move. My muscles were turning into mush and my bones are getting heavy. All I can do is watch in terror as he licks his pasty lips and plays with my hair. 
flipping it around with sheer satisfaction. Good coffee, huh? I added a little extra sugar to yours. Hope you don't mind. I've been waiting for someone like you for a long time. A doll of my own for me and no one else. He looks me in the eyes and then goes in for a kiss when... I thought you were a lone wolf, Jen. This relationship isn't going to work if you're making up sweet little lie to your new lover, Steve. Not a good start. Not a good start at all. He takes off his belt and tightens it around his knuckle. Well, fine, Jen. Give me the cold shoulder. But don't say I didn't try. He cranks his arm back for a heavy blow, but another bang from the basement catches him off guard. Hold that thought, Jen. Sounds like you have a jealous friend. He walks off quietly. By the time he makes it to the kitchen, the power goes out, making everything go dark. Something rushes out of the basement and runs under the kitchen table. What the hell is that? Steven pulls out his phone and turns on the flashlight, aiming it under the table, revealing a small pot-bellied child with bulbous red eyes and a shriveled, scaly olive skin. It appeared to be eating cicadas, pulling a handful of them at a time from its rain jacket pocket and forcing them into its odd, beaky mouth. Steven pulls out a knife and starts walking towards the child. When he flips the table up, the child rips its rain jacket open exposing a chest full of small pods with ribbed scales that vibrated and created a sound disturbingly similar to the cicadas outside. The cicadas started to surround and swarm him, hitting him as hard as an execution by stone. He would try to swing his knife to defend himself, but it was useless against their overwhelming force. The impacts were so vicious that I could swear, amongst his screams I could hear bone breaking. He finally collapsed on the floor, unable to move. The small creature walks up to him, revealing small, hollow spikes for thumbs that it presses into Steven's eye sockets as it starts pumping something into his skull. Steven screams in agony as it seems to be pumping something into his new facial holes. You could see its stomach practically deflate as it filled his head to the point of hearing various gushing and cracking noises coming from within him. His head was engorged, almost twice its original size. The childlike creature then looks at me. Unable to move, I'm a slave to its next move. I pull its thumbs from Steven's eye sockets, letting him collapse to the ground like a bag of rotten meat. It walks to me slowly, till it's only inches from my face. It's so still. What is it doing? It continues staring at me with this calculating stare. It pulls off its jacket completely, exposing its massive wings that span much larger than its own body. They flap and vibrate against each other in unsettling unison. It starts to hover over me, then blast through the living room window, sending shards of glass everywhere. I'm still unable to move, but relieved it's gone. Maybe it was protecting me? I'm still not, I'm not sure, but I'm dying to be able to move my limbs and get the hell out of here. I think it's finally over. After only a moment of silence, I hear something. Steven, his skull is moving, pulsating. It starts to crack and split, revealing a brood of large, pale larvae exploding onto the floor. They danced, wiggled, and crawled all over the kitchen. And they made these painful wailing sounds like a crib full of newborn babies. The viscous sounds they made, slipping and squeaking on the hard tile floor with their fat, grubby tails and tiny finger-like appendages, filled me with dread and nausea. 
The closer they got, the more I could make out their horrifyingly baby-like facial features and slimy onion-shaped heads. As they start to desperately slither closer to my motionless feet, I'm overwhelmed with a terrible realization. It spared me only to be their leftovers. 